Hi and welcome, Crystal here talking all things psychology, finance, business and neurodiversity. I take an empathetic, empowering and educational approach to helping you feel and do better with your money. Now today I'm covering 11 points, 11. They are for those of you who tend to say, I'm no good at money. I'm no good at finance. I'm terrible at my money. Now it's funny because this is very similar to what my students used to say about maths they're no good at maths and actually I don't believe any of it you're not bad at finance actually what may be going on is you are struggling with other things such as your emotions or fear or stress or maybe it's your belief system that's affecting what you're doing with your finances so that's what we're going to cover today I'm going to briefly go over 11 different examples of where and why you may be struggling and provide some quick tips as to what you can do to overcome that let's go the first example is that maybe you are limited by your belief system. Your belief system is the underlying beliefs that you have that were likely built up when you were seven years old. And these affect all areas of your life. Now, these can affect your financial decisions as well. I'll give you a quick example. A friend of mine used to think that people who had a lot of money were bad people. At the same time, he was really unhappy with his salary. It was stopping him from getting onto the property ladder. So he had this real contrast going on where he thought people with a lot of money were bad but he was unhappy with his income and was uncomfortable about increasing his income which kept him paralyzed what you can do is you can spend some time really digging to understand what your belief system is and this involves you tracing back and understanding and identifying what your money story is so give that a go once you've identified your money story you can then work on replacing those limiting beliefs with something positive and teaching yourself through experience that they're not true. Many of you are nervous about what you may find. And this often shows up when it comes to taking the first steps to actually dive into their finances. A part of the program that I take people through does require us to roll up our sleeves and actually pull out their bank statements, get clear about how much they're spending and where their money's coming from. And at first this feels really uncomfortable, but actually once they've done it, they feel so empowered. Think about it. Now you're equipped with the information that's going to help you make better choices going forward. You might discover that actually I've been spending £500 on Amazon every single month and I didn't even realise, which actually was the case for one of my clients. Instantly they're now £500 richer per month. Now think about what that person can do with that money. The way to overcome this is to sit and think about what is the worst that could happen and work through that. Step by step, identify what would happen if the worst thing you can imagine about this situation were to come to life. And how would you remedy it? You'd actually find that it will be easier than you thought. Give it a go. Another reality for a lot of my clients is actually social pressure. Maybe that's buying certain clothing or going to certain places or spending large amounts of money when you go out for drinks. Social pressure is understandable, but it doesn't have to dictate your life. If you are on a journey to improve your financial circumstances for you, for the better, I encourage you to do so. And I encourage you to believe that the right people who think the same way you do and want the same things will stick to you as a result. The people you have around you highly influence you and what you do. We are social beings. It is innate in us to fit in to those around us, in the groups around us, and into communities around us. So it makes sense that you're going to do things to keep you connected. But the trick here is to believe in yourself 
and believe that actually what you want to achieve and the life you want to have is possible and the people around you who are supposed to be around you when you make those changes will be around you. Many allow instant gratification to precede delayed gratification. This is us wanting things in the here and now. And many feel that they are in greater control when they can make decisions for themselves and spoil themselves in the now. And I understand this, especially if you're struggling with something in your life, feeling positive and getting that dopamine hit right here and right now feels good and satisfies and helps you deal with those negative emotions. But I'd offer you another suggestion. You can actually split your finances to allow you to have some money to spend on impulse or things right now and also allocate some of your money to the future you. The future you will be proud of you. Take some time to think about the future you and try to make decisions that the future you will be proud of. That might motivate you to split your money up and allocate some for now and allocate some for later. Some people are the perfect student to their parents' financial decisions. Unfortunately, not all of us have had parents who've made good financial decisions along the way, and we are likely to have been witness to some of those bad decisions. And understandably, some of us have gone on to recreate those same financial behaviours, being the perfect student. But you don't have to be. Again, the work here is for you to identify what it is that you're doing and identify where does that come from? Why are you doing those things? Do you have to? And if you spot the behaviours that you exhibit that are maybe like your parents and are unhelpful for you and not allowing you to achieve the things you want to achieve in your life, I urge you to work on them. Work on turning them around, reframing them and trying to do the opposite instead. Another thing I see many people doing is seeing themselves as spending money in the now and treating themselves now as a form of self-care. And I understand. But actually... Investing in the future you is also a form of self-care. The future of you is real and exists and will love you for investing in them. So give it a go. Some people lack motivation because the path is unclear. They don't get started because actually they don't know how to do what it is they truly desire to do. Whether it's build a property portfolio, build a business or just climb the career ladder. That lack of clarity causes stagnation and causes some of us to not do anything at all. Now that can totally be fixed and that does require you sitting down, taking a moment to work out what that path looks like. How can you get from this milestone to the next milestone and break it down, make it really easy to identify, see and action and then watch the motivation pile in. This one I think is quite funny. Some think that budgeting and planning is really dry. Now, I have full confidence in saying that that is not the case. Commonly, creatives tend to hate finance. And actually, the majority of my clients are creatives. And I tell you, statement of fact, that after our third or fourth session, and they've started to dive into their budgeting and build a financial plan, they are ecstatic. They are excited. They can't wait to do it. And this makes complete sense. When we fear something or something seems unclear or uncertain or unfamiliar, we reject it. 
But actually, when we go through the steps to untangle our finances and, okay, let's be brave and let's work through this. Once you've done that and taken that big step, on the other side of it is, is bliss, regardless of what your finances look like. So I urge you to give it a go, to dive into your budgeting and your financial planning. And I'm telling you, you'll find it fun. This one is a biggie. Many do not realize that automation is the answer. Our brains are lazy. Our brains have limited capacity and take the easiest route as often as it can. So work with your brain and cut out the work that it has to do. Set up automations as much as possible for all areas of your finance and your business, especially if you're neurodivergent. Use automations to get things done, loop and repeat tasks so you don't have to actively be involved in the process. Thank me later. I hope you found some suggestions as to how you can improve your relationship with your finances and reframe and change your approach and view of you and your money into a more positive one. You are 100% deserving of wealth and good finances. Give it a go and give yourself a chance. Crystal signing out.